This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Are Thin. I hope you guys are having a lovely Tuesday. Yes, yesterday I took a break. Let me explain. Girl. So, y'all know what I'm talking about, and I've been talking about sex trafficking. We talked about Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and Anthony Bourdain. Um... We talked about those things, and y'all know this week I was supposed to supposed to talk about uh, Madeline McCain and um, Natalie Hollowell. So, um, as the weekend progressed and I started doing my research on Natalie Hollowell and Madeline McCain, it started to play a part in how I felt. And um, on top of that, you know, the whole thing happened with the young man um, who allegedly was murdered by his uh, OnlyFans girlfriend. And so I had to take a mentee. Mentee means a mental break for a minute. Just a little split second. Granted, I had planned on taking one anyway, but that was because I thought, you know, there was a possibility of a trip going to pop off. That didn't happen. So, um, I was supposed to take one anyway. So, I went ahead and I took me a little mentee. Uh, I took some time off yesterday. I know just taking time off for yesterday is not that big of a deal or it's not that much. But it it, it 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 meant a lot for me because I was able to get done a lot that I need to get done. So um yeah, I had to I had to do that because it was like this stuff was getting to my head. I was like, okay. I don't see how people be doing those um murder mysteries every day. But I see when they say they have to take a mental break, they have to take a mental break. I had to take a mental break. I had to focus on the positive and I had to focus on things that, you know, make me happy, which right now is planning an event. So I, um, I hope y'all were able to enjoy my other podcast. Um, Next time, I'm going to go ahead and just take it. And I mean, like I said, you know, next time when I schedule something like that, when I schedule a break, I'm going to go ahead and take it. I had scheduled when, because y'all know the school systems had a spring break. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take one over spring break so I can be able to, you know, get back to, to focus and what I'm doing. And I did it. And now I'm sitting up here looking all sad and miserable and stuff. So I appreciate y'all listening to my podcast and listening to what I have to say. Um, But I also want to sit here and say when it comes to dealing with things like this, these things do take a toll on your mentals and take a toll on your life. Um, And it's it's just pretty bad, you know. So I... I'm happy you guys um, listened to my podcast over the weekend. Um, This week, we're going to continue and talk about um, two people who were missing. Um, But before we go into that, before we talk about that, there's two articles I kind of want to go over with. With y'all. I don't know if y'all heard, honey. 
But that was a shooting on the subway, honey. Mass shooting on the Brooklyn, at the Brooklyn subway station. I tell you things are going to start be getting weird and things that you never thought was going to happen was going to happen. It is happening as we speak right now. So I found this on TMZ this morning. Um, and it says a mass shooting. It says multiple victims shoot at Brooklyn subway station. Explosion heard. Undetonated devices recovered. Okay. During a press conference, officials described the suspect in detail. They said there are 16 people hospitalized, including 10 with gunshot wounds. Five of those people are in critical but stable condition. Governor Kathy Hochul said this is an active shooter situation and New Yorkers need to be on alert for the suspect. Okay, and so it says, because um, they, they're on the West Coast and this happened on the East Coast. So this, the timestamp right here is 7.05 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It says, according to AP, 13 people were injured, including five people shot. New NYPD confirmed there were no active explosive devices at the time. Another mass shooting in America, this time a man opened fire at Brooklyn subway station during rush hour and left a trail of carnage behind him. There were multiple people shot after a man wearing a gas mask, green construction type vest, and a gray hooded sweatshirt allegedly shot people waiting for the train. There are reports of a possible explosion as well. Some of the injuries were covered in blood. The scene is ghastly. The platform floors were caked in blood and the injuries laid nearby. Injured laid nearby. It occurred around 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 36th Street Station for the DNR lines in the Sunset Park at the height of the morning rush. So this person clearly did it while everybody was on their way to work so he was trying he was he was definitely trying to hurt a bunch of people clearly he said the suspect is still on the loose cops swarmed the subway station and are on the hunt for him a spokesman for the fire department of new york confirmed several undetonated devices were found giving credence to the report there was at least one explosion i told y'all I already told y'all this. I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all this. Okay. I said this. I said there's going to be off the chain stuff happening, weird stuff happening. And here we are right here. Somebody, some, somebody thought it was cute to detonate, had undetonated bombs, but a bomb did go off. But he decided to commit a mass shooting um, during the rush hour in New York. Um, so my hearts and prayers go out to the family and people who were affected this morning by the uncalled for event. Um, I hope everybody is well. I hope everything is fine. I hope they do find the suspect. He is reportedly at large, if I'm not mistaken. Another story I want to talk about. Y'all, Britney Spears is pregnant. Again. she pregnant if you see that dude she pregnant by my god Woo. he's very good looking you go ahead girl um she's pregnant y'all
That was announced yesterday, though. I'm kind of telling y'all right now, but that was announced yesterday. Um, let me see what else um, did I find that I wanted to talk about. Um, yes, this story came across my timeline, and it's from Baller Alert. And um, it says, U.S. Marshal three-month operation leads to recovery of 16 missing children and five arrests. Yes, you were hearing correctly, honey. U.S. Marshals three-month operation leads to recovery of 16 missing children and five arrests. U.S. Marshal conducted a three-month operation in Louisiana that resulted in the recovery of 16 missing children. The operation dubbed Fresh Start also led to the arrest of five individuals and uncovered allegations of sex trafficking in several of the cases the agency confirmed. The operation started in New Orleans area from January 1st until March 31st and was led by the Mr. Chilean Children Unit of the U.S. Marshal Service Eastern District of Louisiana New Orleans Task Force the New York Post reported. Marshall Service noted several cases of children being recovered and rescued as part of the Operation Collaborative Efforts. In one case, a five-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy were found at the beginning of this year after they were taken by a non-custodial parent who is their mother. The Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office issued a felony warrant for mother of the children for kidnapping and she made active attempts to avoid arrest along the way, the news release states. The mother eventually took the children to the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area, and task force recovered the children and arrested her. This is big because that's what we're talking about here. And that's what we're we, we're talking about here. Um, there's a lot of cases where unfortunately people were not recovered, you know, like Asha Degree, Natalie Hollowell, um, Madeline McCain. There are other cases where people went missing and people have not found them. And it's good to see that they recovered 16 missing children. This is this is progress for me. This is progress in the right area. Um, so thank God that this happened. Thank God that these children will be sent back home um, to their families. This, this is why I do my podcast. I do my podcast because I want those children to be found. Even if those children are now 32-year-old adults, I want them to be found. So this is a blessing in disguise. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully they'll find more missing children as the days go by. There's other news that's um, popping off, and I'll be talking about that probably either Wednesday or Friday. I'm not quite sure. Um, But just know this. Kim Kardashian's sex tape thing has come back to light. And um, (coughs) y'all... coincidence that's come back to light because she got famous and so you always end the way you start 
Um, I don't know if this is a desperate attempt from her. I just know that there's a sex tape and she's trying to make sure it doesn't get out. I don't know why they over here threatening to take out the sex tape because the truth of the matter is, is the fact that she has children now. So this would be dead ass wrong on their part to release it now. Um, I understand people like, well, she should have thought about those children before she had a sex tape. But when you're young and you're stupid, you do young and stupid stuff. At this point, it's becoming reductive and it's becoming like, can she not get famous for anything else besides laying on her fucking back? Um, so I'll be discussing that on another day. And there's some other cases I'll be talking about. Um, so this concludes some stories that just stuck out to me the last one was definitely is my segue into the topic that we are talking about today um so today we're going to be talking about natalie hollowell hollow holloway sorry natalie holloway if you don't know who natalie holloway is she's a georgia girl that went missing and um i forgot what country she went missing in they still looking for her her mother is still there trying to find her child um now she will be grown she definitely be in her 30s um but you know it doesn't hurt to find this lady it doesn't hurt to look for her um so that's what we're going to be talking about today but before we talking about the natalie hollowell case holly hollow Holloway case. We will um we need to pay our bills. <laughs> One. And um so we will be back. And then after we come back, we'll be talking about Nellie Holloway. So we'll be back right after these messages. hope you guys enjoy my ad um we still banking on Velveeta cheese and um Tostitos we gonna try to get that before Super Bowl weekend because oh I'm gonna just call a spay a spay we need part of that Super Bowl shit um so I've been kind of doing a series that's been tying into each other. Um, the first part of the series was six spas and I mean spas and six, six, six and massage parlors. Um, it was six and spas, something like that. Spa life and sex trafficking. I don't know what I titled it. I don't remember what I titled it. I I think I didn't even title it after that anymore. Um. And then we continue with the possibility of why it was such a strong powerhouse. So we talked about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, we talked about his operation. We talked about Pedophile Island. We talked about his beach. We talked about his island. We talked about his ranch, honey. And we talked about Ghislaine Maxwell. We talked about Anthony Bourdain. And then we went to my live. I did a whole live on YouTube where I talked about um, how these Hollywood Babylonian whores confiscated this black woman's uh, movement.
And now it's sullied because they associate themselves with this woman's movement. Um, Tarana Burke, the founder of the Me Too movement, um, and how um, Rose McGowan and Asia Argenta use it for their own little thing that they were trying to do because they were mad because they see Lee's actress as Sonny. So I kind of talked about that. And then we looked at the um, first and foremost, Pedophile Island is on sale. Um, we talked about Pedophile Island, how much it costs now, what you can get it for, how much you can get it for. Um, we talked about that. And this week, we're going to talk about two cases that happened in the early 2000s. And we're going to end this week off with um, we're going to talk about Pizzagate. So just in case you guys don't know what Pizzagate is, Pizzagate is basically they're saying that people are pretending to order pizza, but they're really ordering sex traffic young girls um, and Bill and Hillary has something to do with it. Notice that Bill and Hillary are real close friends with Jeffrey Epstein. So um, that's what there is about. But today we're going to talk about Natalie Hollowell. Holloway. Let me get this woman's name right. She's a woman now. She will be a woman if she's still alive. But she has been declared dead in 2012. Um, which making that she passed away at 25 years old. This whole thing it goes from being a case where this girl is missing to being a whole political thing going on behind the scenes like the guy that is blamed for her death father is a judge so we're gonna talk about that so i want you guys to sit back and relax i'm pretty sure y'all not gonna be able to stomach none of this i haven't been able to stomach any of this i had stomach problems honey I had stomach problems dealing with this stuff I was talking about last week. I felt awful. So, I want you guys to sit back and relax, get you a drink. Uh, with today's weather being in the mid-70s, I would say it's a sweet tea, slushy type of day. Uh, get you a nice little frozen Coke. Uh... lemonade just even some basic water we are going to be talking about Natalie Hollowell and I might have to do a two-parter with this because we're going to talk about her being missing we're going to be talking about the uh the, the, the guy that is accused of murdering her and how her mom is still to this day looking for her so we're going to be talking about Natalie Hollowell. You would think I have already queued up the uh the article, but I didn't. <laughs> um
This is from biography.com. And it says, Natalie Hollowell, a complete timeline of her disappearance in Aruba in an unsolved case. Though authorities never put the pieces together to find the missing Alabama teen, Joran Vander Sloot remains a prime suspect. So this, this was written in February 18, 2021. Um, she's not from Georgia. She's from Alabama. I thought she was from Georgia. Um, it was a dream vacation for a straight-A student, Natalie Hollowell, and her senior classmates from Alabama Mountain Brook High School, who flew to Aruba in May 20, 2005 to celebrate their graduation on the sun-drenched beaches in a pulse-thumping nightclubs. But the dream soon became a nightmare for Hollowell's family, who learned of her disappearance on the morning she was to return home, as well as a resident of the Dutch Caribbean hotspot, who saw their island become a lightning rod for media criticism and fruitless efforts to find the missing teenager. And while the primary suspect, Joran Vandersloot, eventually ended up behind bars, it comes after he killed another young woman, a sad coda that provided only partial closure to the still unsolved Hollowell case and sparked more questions as to how her investigation could have been handled differently. Okay, so this is a timeline. We're going to have some states, time date stamps on the dates. It says May 26, 2005, Holloway and her classmates arrive in Aruba. The group consisted of 124 students and seven adult chaperones settled in at the Holiday Inn Resort near the northern end of the island. May 29th, Holloway meets Vandersloot at the Hotel Casino. The 17-year-old Dutch national who lived nearby in the town of Nord chatted up Holloway and her friends as they enjoyed their final evening on vacation. Vandersloot later joined the American contingent at the popular Carlos and Charlie's Bar in the downtown Orangistad where he drinks and dances with Holloway. Sometimes after the bar closes at 1 a.m., Holloway is seen leaving in a car with Vandersloot and his friends Deepak and Satish Kalpo. May 30th, 2005, Holloway is a no-show for this class departure. After the friends are unable to locate Holloway in their hotel, her passport and bags remain untouched in her room. A chaperone relays the news to Holloway's mother, Beth Holloway Twitty. That night, Twitty, her husband, Jug, Holloway's stepfather, and family arrived in Aruba on a rented jet. Their questionings take them from the Holiday Inn to Carlos and Charlie's and eventually to the Vandersloot home in Nord. Vandersloot admit he left the bar with Holloway and that Calpo brothers drove to, drove to a lighthouse before dropping her off at the Holiday Inn. He leads the group to the Holiday promising hotel promising to point out the security guard who allegedly helped her inside but is unable to find the guard june 1st 2005 the first local search team is organized with holloway not officially determined to be missing yet a group of approximately 100 tourists and various locals start combing the area in the coming weeks the search is spanned to include a volunteer team from texas aruba police dutch marines and three f-16 fighter planes from the netherlands though none are able to locate any signs of holloway i find this to be very screwed up everybody in the damn world literally was looking for her and they still have not found her to this day 
You're telling me a 17-year-old boy is this damn smart. Let me continue. June 5th, 2005, police make their first arrest. The first suspect detained in the case are former security guards, former security guards of the hotel close to the renovation. Though they are released eight days later, authorities will also soon arrest and release Vandersloot's father, Paulus, in a party boat DJ. I guess because Vandersloot was underage. June 9, 2005, Vandersloot and the Calpo brothers are taken into custody. Under pressure from the Twitties and government officials, Deputy Police Chief Gerald Dopeak arrests the three young men who were last spotted with Holloway. The suspects now change their story with the Calpo brothers claiming they had dropped their friend and Holloway off at a great beach near the Holiday Inn, and Vandersloot insisting he had left her there to walk home. July 4th, 2005, a judge ordered the release of the Calpos. It also announced that Vandersloot will be held for another 60 days. No reason is given for the judge's decision. July 17th, 2005, hair strands raise hopes for a breakthrough. The strands are found stuck to a piece of duct tape on Aruba's northeast coast and sent to the FBI crime lab in Quantico, Virginia, which returns the news of a negative match to Holloway on July 28th. July 26th, investigators begin draining a pond. Acting on a tip from a gardener who claimed to have seen Vandersloot and the Calpos digging near the nearby Marriott Hotel, authorities started draining the pond across from the Marriott. They abandoned the effort on July 30th. July 3rd, 2005, Vandersloot and his friends are set free. One week after the Calpos are rearrested, the brothers and Vandersloot are released from the prison on a condition that they remain to the remain available to the police. The investigation continues. The lead officer tells the Associated Press the case of Nally Hollowell has not concluded with these releases. February 16, 2006, Vandersloot and his father are served civil lawsuits in New York City. The suit filed with the Supreme Court of the State of New York accused Jordan of malicious, wanton, and willful disregard of the rights, safety, and well-being of Hollowell and claims Hollis enabled his son predatory behavior. The suit is later dismissed on August the 3rd with the judge determining that the local taxpayers would only have an infirmarial interest in seeing the case through. March 1st through the 3rd, 2006, Vandersloot gives his side of the story to Fox News. In a lengthy interview with Greta Van Susteren, the air that airs over the course of three nights, Vandersloot recounts the details of his time with Holloway from drinking with her at the bar to leaving her behind on the beach, addressing some of the unusual elements of his story, such as why his shoes went missing that night. Mm-mm. Why did your shoes go missing, sir? December 14th, 2006, Holloway's parents take legal actions against the Calpo brothers. Twitty and Holloway fathers, Dave Holloway, take aim at the other two primary suspects and file a wrongful death suit against the Calpo brothers in Los Angeles Superior Court. However, the location once again proved that undoing as a judge dismissed his suit over a lack of jurisdiction on June 1st, 2007. 
November 21st, 2007, Vander Sloot and the Calco brothers are arrested again. Vander Sloot is apprehended in the Netherlands where he attended school while the Calcos are held in Aruba at the emergence of what is described as a new incriminating evidence. However, the evidence failed to move the case forward and all three suspects are released by December 7th. December 30th, 2007, divers investigate a fish trap off the Aruba coast. The effort of American search vessels and remote operating operated vehicles yield pictures of what appeared to be a human skull. Though this development becomes the latest dead end when divers find nothing relevant in the trap. February 3rd, 2008, Vander Sloot says Hollowell body was dumped at sea. How would you know her body was dumped at sea if you didn't do it? And a broadcast of hidden camera footage set up to Dutch reporter Peter R. De Rice. Van der Sloot tells an associate that Hollowell had collapsed when they were on the beach together and unable to revive her had a friend help dispose of her body from a boat. Made aware that his alleged confessions were recorded, Van der Sloot insisted he was lying at the time. March 29th, 2010, Van Sloot seeks a financial arrangement. In an email to Twitty's lawyer, John Q. Kelly, Van Sloot offers to reveal the location of Holloway's body in exchange for $25,000 up front and another $225,000 to come. Kelly agrees and relays the information to the FBI. Oh, so you just over here trying to get that money, honey. Like, well, I told you that that's... I don't understand... I want to say the mindset behind people who do stuff like this because it makes you look bad, but yeah, okay. Let me continue. May 10th, 2010, the lawyers meet with Vandersloot. After Kelly takes $10,000 to a meeting with Vandersloot in Aruba, the latter led leads to the way to a house saying that his father buried Holloway in his foundation. That day, another $15 is wired to his bank account in the Netherlands. Vandersloot later admitted to Kelly that he had been lying agree in, again and covertly traveled to Peru to take part in a poker tournament. It's that time of year. Um, he's a psycho. May 30th, Vandersloot kills a young woman in Peru. I got something. 20 days later, you sit up there and you said that you knew where Nelly Hollywood's body was and you asked for money. You They got $10,000 and they wired you fifteen k, and you only want the money to pay in a token tournament, tournament. Then, 20 days later, you kill a woman in Peru. Five years after the disappearance of Holloway, Brenda Sloot kills 21-year-old Stephanie Flores Ramirez in his hotel room in Lima, Peru. Her body is not immediately discovered, however, as her killer had left instructions that forbade hotel staff from entering his room. June 3rd, 2010, Sloot is arrested in Chile. Sporting a short dyed red hairdo, Sloot is found in a taxi near the coastal city of Vina del Mar, Chile. He is taken back to Lima and held in the high-security Castro Castro prison. Ooh, girl. June 27, 2010, Vander Sloot is indicted in the U.S. for wire fraud and extortion. The indictment stems from the federal investigation that followed Vander Sloot's 
attempt to acquire $250,000 from Holloway's mother. When asked why the suspect wasn't arrested after the wire payment and before he had the chance to kill Flores, authorities said there wasn't sufficient evidence to do so. June 11, 2012, Van der Sloot pulled guilty to the murder of Flores. I wanted from the first moment to confess sincerely, Van der Sloot says in the court. I truly am sorry for this act. I feel very bad. The defense blamed his action on the extreme psychological trauma suffered from long-running Holloway saga, though prosecutors contend he killed Flores to rob her of her winnings from a casino. January 12, 2012, Holloway is officially declared dead. At the behest of Holloway's father and against the wishes of her mother, Holloway is formally declared dead by an Alabama judge. Beth's position is, is she has no proof of the indication that Holloway is still alive, but absent any proof or indication that she is dead, she always wants to hang on to the slight glimmer of hope, her lawyer says. January 13, 2012, Evander Sloot is sentenced to 28 years in prison. Two days after his guilty plea, Vandersloot is sentenced to 28 years behind bars in order to pay $75,000 in reparation to the victim's family. While Holloway's family remained hopeful that Vandersloot will face additional punishment in the U.S. for extortion charges, they later learned that the convicted murderer would be extradited for another quarter of a century. This is sad. And my thing is, your ass is going to be in jail already anyway. You might as well go ahead and admit if you killed that girl or where her body is so her family can um, grieve her properly. Um, I don't understand. I understand. So I have another article and I'm debating on whether I want to talk about it today or should I do it tomorrow? I think I want to start it today and then we can continue tomorrow. Because tomorrow we're going to talk about Natalie Holloway. I mean, not, we, tomorrow we're going to talk about Madeline McCain. Um, so this article comes from the Inside Edition. And it says, Mom of Natalie Holloway confronted by cops during her return to Aruba where her daughter disappeared. So she's still going through this. It says, first published. It was published and it was just recently updated. April This, this, this is something that's still going on. So it's April the 6th, 2022. Um, it says Beth Holloway was joined by Nancy Grace on the recent trip to Aruba where they discovered new information about the timeline of Natalie's disappearance. Beth Holloway is making an emotional return to Aruba, the Caribbean island where her teen daughter, Natalie Holloway, disappeared during the spring break of 17 years ago. But the Alabama mom and television personality Nancy Grace, who joined her on the trip, were met with the friendliest were weren't met with the friendliest of welcomes. The pair said they were confronted by a local police while filming for the new television series *Anali Holloway Investigation*, now airing on Fox Nation. 
They wanted to arrest us, Grace tells Insider Edition. They wanted to arrest Natalie's mother. The police confrontation in Aruba, which was partially caught on camera, took place after Grace and Natalie's mother allegedly filmed in a hotel without permission, which they call a trumped-up charge. She speculated they do not want bad PR, public relations about Aruba. Summer's coming up. Spring break's right now. They want to welcome everybody in. You know, that tourist money means more to them than looking for that woman. Their recent investigation ended with the new information about the timeline of Nellie Holloway's disappearance. While her mother was never received closure, she said she found peace with the happened what what with what happened to her daughter. Nellie was with God, and He wrapped His heavenly arms around her and cared for her whatever ordeal she encountered at night. She said, "Nellie, who was just 18 at the time, they said she was 17 in the other article. How old was she?" Disappeared while on a trip with her high school classmates in 2005. She and her senior classmates from Mountain Brook High School had just graduated days before and they were celebrating the milestone. Her body had never been found and officially the case of her disappearance had never been solved. You can see how small the island is. They should have had solved in 24 hours, Grace said. The primary suspect is in the case is Joran Vandersloot, whom many describe as a local party boy. I'm not flabbergasted. I'm embarrassed that the law enforcement did not do their duty, Grace said, but they did not put Vandersloot behind bars for murder. Jordan Vandersloot is currently in prison in Peru, convicted of the murder of a 21-year-old woman in a hotel room. He has not been charged in Natalie's murder. So still to this day, they, um, they're still trying to find Natalie's body. Um, they, she, her mom kind of basically giving up hope that she's alive and is hoping to find her body. But the island of Peru is like, what you ain't going to do is mess up our tourism because it's bad enough you messed up our tourism around the time it happened. We ain't going to let it happen again because, you know, you tell little white girls, they can't come to the island and party over here. And, you know, people care more about money than they care about people. So um, they're trying to figure out where she's at, if they can find her, if they can find a break in the case after 17 years of Natalie Holloway going missing. Um, So they're still looking for her. They have not found her body. They have not found her remains. They have not found nothing. Can you imagine 17 years? I mean, let's talk about it. We talked about with Asha Degree. They ain't found Asha Degree. They have not found no remains or nothing of Asha Degree. And that was 20 years ago. With Nellie Holloway, it's been 17 years. They have not found her remains. They have not found her body. They have not found any evidence that she's still alive or if she is dead. This is crazy. Um, I really do hope she get the closure that she deserve. I really do hope they find this girl's body. Um, if they don't find her body, at least find her alive. 
With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's taking a mental toll on me. I don't like the idea of people being missing and you can't even find their dead body, honey. Girl, that is the worst thing in the world. I mean, y'all think losing your keys and losing your cell phone is something. What about a whole human being? Somebody you gave birth to. They go missing and you never see them again. With that being said, I hope you guys really did enjoy this podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Madeline McCain. Her mom is still in Portugal looking for her too, honey. Um, I can't imagine. Like I said, stuff like this, I, I had to take a break for a minute. I had to take some time because this takes a mental toll on you because it's frustrating when you can't find a loved one. I can live without my cell phone. I can live without my keys because I ain't got a car. So I ain't like not going to make some steal my damn car if I don't have any keys. But a person, you losing a whole human being and they're on the cusp of adulthood living on their life. She probably got some scholarships to go to college, everything. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma. This is these walls of thing. What you do in the dark will come to light. Jordan Vandersloop, what do you do to that girl? You might well go ahead and confess because your ass is in jail anyway for killing someone else, motherfucker. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie.